0: I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today we're talking Bat Books that came out April 1996. This show is on YouTube, but eventually, because Jason, I'm so goddamn behind on YouTube. I actually <laughs> just I just uploaded something I, I think that the way that I dig myself out is that I just put covers and I don't put interior art for stuff and just like get the, get the pods up up because I've slowly started to like put myself into a deficit and it's, I'm not Jason.
1: I'm very busy. Okay. (laughs) Look, look, man, quit coming down on me. Fuck. Someone's got to, someone's got to keep you in line. And in in this concern that was that you suggested to me, (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> and as always you can get any of these books or any other book that we talk about or maybe even a space heater on amazon.com in the links below i don't know if we're going to put a link for a space heater down there but you should check i i don't jason i they say they say when you make a video or a content of any kind that it needs to have a call to action and apparently this one is the, the call to action to the viewer is to check below to see if I've linked a space heater.
1: You, you know, I, I always I always forget about the phrase call to action and like I know what it means. And I'm like, man, if I was actually an improv comedian, I could have come up with some. I'm like, oh, there's a I'm like, ah, shit. There's a joke there. But I'm just not. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> Look, like, I, I'm like, no. I don't have any. This is not our living. We are not professionals. Yeah, don't worry. But, uh, don't
0: don't but, beat yourself up about it. But, but but you know that feeling, like it's right there. You're like, sure. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, look. Why don't we workshop it for 20 minutes, and then we'll come back to the pod with a good joke.
1: Yeah, right. We can edit. We can edit. Yeah. it should be a very <laughs> obvious edit. Batman
0: 530. It's written by Doug Munch, <laughs> with art by Kelly Jones, and John Beattie on inks. Colors by Greg Wright. Steps by Android Images. Todd Klein on Letters. Edited by Danny O'Neill with Jordan B. Gorfunkel as assistant editor. It's the Dead Man Connection, part one. Mm. Sweet mm. of the sun, tears of the moon. Mm. Sorry, I'll try not to interrupt too much. Anytime you Dead get Man. Kelly Jones drawing Deadman, Man, yeah, you know it's gonna be good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Batman follows a couple of guys fencing stolen Incan statues of silver and gold to a pawn shop. Pawn shop owner is negotiating with the three people who stole the statues, and suddenly Batman's just like, There, in the store, being an absolute creep, he fights them. (laughs) Get rid of the guns first, blah, blah, blah. The fight, however, is punctuated with panels of red, white, and black of one of the people who are fencing the stolen objects kind of losing their mind. Instead of attacking Batman, he pulls the gun on himself, puts it to his temple, and says, Death to the Defilers of Amaru, and pulls the trigger. In the alley behind the pawn shop, there are two people waiting for the fence deal to go down and another man with a gun watching from behind a pile of trash. Dead man sees this and possesses the trash man, hoping to prevent him from killing the other two people. During the possession, the trash man drops his gun, alerting the other two, who then shoot him. The two exchange that... Yeah, oh Boston, you goofball. You, you You really goofed this one up. (laughs) <laughs> the two exchange that the trash man has a map to the Incan gold Deadman repossesses the trash man in order to prevent the other twos from gaining the map they run in fear of the dead coming back to life police nab them up front in front of the building dead man hangs around as a ghost long enough to pick up that Batman was there Deadman then repossesses the trash guy and heads to the hospital in hopes of saving him from the gunshot wound, wound. They aren't able to save him. They declare him dead, and then Dead Man hops back in to walk around again, <laughs> much to the terror of
1: everyone involved at the hospital. I just, that was just so, that was just so good. Yeah, why why not? Like, what are you going to do with a character called Dead Man? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Some hijinks, man. Dead Man
0: gets to the Batcave. He pitches to Batman that they're looking for the same people, and it involves ghost possession. Because people are missing time. And so Batman needs Dead Man. Meanwhile, a guy with a face scar named Mr. Killeen is killing and taking the treasure of all the Incas. And you know what? I think it's connected. Mm. Next issue, Deadman Man Connection Part 2, Cult of the Mummy.
1: Jason, <laughs> what did you think of Batman 530? Oh, I, I drank this shit up. I, I, I drank it right fucking up with with Boston having to and when he meets up with Batman after again popping into the corpse yeah and having to like bring it outside of Batman's cave and yeah. then, you know
0: yeah he walks like, he walks the corpse to the back cave and then goes in as a spirit he's like tries to pull himself together it's not something that's easily done he he lacks the willpower in order to manifest himself without you know possession yeah. So he manifests himself, and he's like, "Batman, can you open the fucking door so that I can let this corpse in?"
1: Yes, I can actually talk to like, you. I, I,
0: I guess, <laughs> it opens I, I, the door.
1: <laughs> I also loved the um, uh, when when Batman was like, "Well, you you look much like more, uh, you know, you look much different from like the last time we met," and like, you know. Dead man replies that, like, oh well, I've you know, I finally accepted that, like, yeah, I'm a ghost, like I'm dead. Like I'm literally like yeah. dead. So I'm you know, I'm gonna like look like it. And but in my head, I'm like, well, no, it should have said, like, motherfucker, Kev- Kelly Jones is drawing me. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. What do, you, what do you think he's gonna draw me like? Like, come on. He's
0: his character before Kelly Jones and after Kelly Jones, they look totally different. Kelly Jones not oh, yeah. only completely retooled the character design. But like he also just puts so much flavor in everything he draws that like it has stuck with Deadman. I I feel like until now. Like when I think of Deadman, I think of the Kelly Jones Deadman. And then when other people draw Dead Man, it looks wrong to me. I'm like, yeah, this would be better if we got Kelly Jones in here.
1: It, yeah, yeah. Cause they they don't have quite the like skeletal, but still kind of. Flesh, you know yeah but not, one of the, like
0: one quality. of the things
1: that i really like about kelly jones dead man is that
0: he's like um like really emaciated mm-hmm. and then kelly jones will draw like a rib cage that goes like all the way down like like past oh, yeah. his past his hips it's just and it's all like splayed out and open in like a weird way where like but it's he's wearing a costume and it's like, he's vacuum sealed into this dead man costume. So it's just like these weird ribs, like all the way down his body. And you're just like, it, it's disgusting to look at. And it's fucking great. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Because cause, cause it's a, like, it's a wonderful exaggeration, you know? Yeah. And it's like, a, it's like a thing that like, I think sometimes can be forgotten or, or just like, if you're a comic book artist, you're like, even if you're an established one, you're like, oh, I don't know how wild I want to get. I still, you know. want want to finish these pages so like it's just a lot it's just like yeah no here's dead man like i can just imagine like the first editor looking at like that version of dead man being like well fuck i guess this is dead man now
0: yeah 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 uh yeah i also really love how kelly jones draws dead man not like being part of the corporeal world like instead he's he's like floating around and lounging and like half moving through things. And he's yeah. just like, he's never tied to the ground really at all. And yeah. uh, it's just a really great way to
1: like make him a ghost. Oh yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. The, the, um, that's a great uh point. The, um, the, the atmosphere that you yeah. get from like oh like oh yeah this guy's really like a ghost because he's just all like no matter who he's talking to he's all twisty or upside down or because it's right because yeah. it makes sense because it's like yeah why wouldn't he be he's he's like ether he's like you know vapor he's not like right right exactly sitting on anything he doesn't cast a shadows he can just have fun yeah. with it you don't have to worry about the typical rules of like you know ma- making something uh um heavy you know i'm
0: a. Not- a little bit worried about how they're going to handle the whole Incan stuff in general. Like, cause yeah. I, I suspect because it is 1996, it is not going to be handled with the utmost care. However, I'm down for Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones drawing dead man. There's, mm-hmm. there's uh, other people are getting possessed and, and it's tied to this gold. And I feel like that is a rich vein. It's just a very fun, like cursed gold, gold, stuff you know like it just seems like it's gonna be really it feels like we got the beginning of this story which we did we got the beginning of the story and it feels like i'm just a hundred percent on board with wherever it's gonna go
1: oh yeah yeah and i also loved you just made me think i also loved how batman is like he he has such a like he's trying to tell a ghost i work alone it's like he is a ghost batman (laughs) and then he slowly realizes like Wait, you're probably coming with anyway. He's like trying to think yeah, of like, yeah. I, I, shit, I don't really have anything that can take care of ghosts. God damn it. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, Batman, he's he's a ghost. Can't. <laughs> there's, a, there's a
0: great um, Phil Hester tweet where uh, he was like, I, I'm going to butcher it, but. Yeah, paraphrase. He said, I don't understand how people write Dead Man and they don't just have him possessing like drug dealers and walking them into the ocean. Like, (laughs) you know, like he just possesses a billionaire and walks into the sea, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, like. (laughs) Well, and, and like that tweet always stuck with me. But in this issue, in particular, this issue, Dead man goes on and on about like the sanctity of human life and how like now that he's dead and he's accepted being a ghost, that like he realizes how precious human life is, no matter how you spend it. And that he is like very apprehensive of like possession because he doesn't want to take a minute from from somebody, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was I think that was a really cool um way of kind of getting around well of that of you know what well why doesn't dead man just walk into like whoever's yeah. body and just yeah. take care of him and it's like well you know you have to give like someone like some kind of conscience <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you know? and he's like he i it feels like i don't know where this story's gonna go but you know obviously we're gonna fight some ghosts at some point but it feels like if dead man were to fight somebody who's corporeal he would try at every instance to like. <laughs> Give them a choice to like get out of the path that they're on before they, you know, like
1: screw up or whatever. I just want to give it an honest to God, little special shout to uh, Alex Ross, because I'm just remembering in Kingdom Come when Deadman shows up because it's like, you know, somewhat far future DC Universe. he he goes he goes even more kelly jones and i think this is a homage to him because when dead man shows up he's just a skeleton like he has his costume but he's just a skeleton no more skin be like you know what not even i've been dead i love that idea like like, i'm like all the humanity has like
0: has like fallen off the bone basically
1: yeah yeah you know and i'm just like oh man what a good like i you know, I, I guess m- maybe it was Mark Wade's idea or both or, you know, I don't I don't know, like whatever. Yeah. yeah. It Mark Wade. wrote, right? But I was just like, yeah, it just popped in my head of like and as he like the enduring like that's Kelly Jones's dead man. Cause right. Yeah, no, one, absolutely. No, no one's started like kind of degrading his flesh until he showed up where he's like, well, the guy's name is dead man and he's a ghost. So like,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't oh, have yeah. to look
1: like a like like a beefy dude.
0: I I love to like So Asriel is a putz like, yeah, really just you never end up You like you want him to succeed, but you know, he's going to fail kind of thing. Yeah. And like Boston also uh, Boston brand dead man also like feels like he's constantly screwing up, but in a way where you like you feel like he's sincerely trying Whereas like Azriel feels like he's been on the internet for three weeks and he thinks he knows everything, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. A- Where you're Asriel- like,
0: ah, oh, this guy's a disappointment. But with Boston, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm, I'm really rooting for you, buddy. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. Like uh, Jean Paul Batman should should like just stick to like behind a computer screen, and pro- he'd probably have more fun that way too. He'd probably like his life a lot more. He
0: he should be either <laughs> behind the computer screen or he should be just like like airdropped into a hot zone. Those are his two functions. He is either yep. fighting or he is arguing online somewhere.
1: Yeah. 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 Shit. I, th- I think we just wrote the new, uh, uh, Azrael reboot. Yeah. Right. DC. I got an Azrael pitch ready to go now. <laughs>
0: it's called my life as a dummy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe oh, we can trick, maybe we can we can trick David Asia to, into 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 drawing that.
0: <laughs> if only, if only, <laughs> yeah, we could be so lucky. Yeah. We're gonna.
1: It would be. We would have to trick him. We would have to trick yeah. him. Yeah, I don't know if he's. I don't think he's easily tricked. I don't know. I don't know the man, but like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hatch a plan off air. We'll hatch a plan.
0: Will it, Will David Asia uh, fall for a bamboozle? Tune in next time. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Jason, why don't you take us into Shadow of the Bat? Shadow of the Bat. By the way, by the way, by the way, coincidentally, this is halfway through the run of Shadow of the Bat. There is 100 issues total with annuals and everything, and this is Shadow
1: of the Bat 50. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we have Shadow of the Bat number 50. Alan Grant is your writer with a bevy of artists With pencils by Brett Blevins, Norm Brayvogel, Vincent Giorano, Barry Kitson, and Dave Taylor. And with inks by Ray McCarthy and Rob Lee, colored by Pamela Rambo. Android Images doing the color separations. Bill Oakley is doing the letters. Carl Critchlow, record scratch. Wait a minute. That's not Brian Stilfries. It's Carl yeah. Critchlow is the cover painter this time which I have mixed feelings about cuz it's a really good cover but I'm kind of like man just have have Mr. Stillfree to it you know like I know dude. I know I'm a big fan of the
0: Stillfree stuff I'm open to diff- putting different cover-, cover painters on there cuz we got 50 covers from Brian so Yeah maybe maybe he was happy to have the break
1: maybe, maybe, maybe happy to maybe. to paint something other than Batman yeah yeah and Jordan B. Gorfunkel is the associate editor, and Dennis O'Neill is the big boy editor. I, I do want to say, too, uh, mm-hmm. this cover that Critchlow put together
0: is uh, really great. Just a really great, oh. like kind of Be- Simon Beasley esque,
1: like, oh, uh, yeah. Style, very gritty, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And super, and super um, oily. Like, there's that, like, like yeah. there's a great comp with the Simon Beasley because you really like, can feel the oil painting like yeah. of it. You can see like the sheen, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it feels like both of them are like oil painting in in a sandbox almost cuz it if there's this like incredible gritty texture to the whole yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, it's great. Shadow of the Bat number 50. Batman still exhausted and reeling from contagion and all of its ramifications is swinging right into the middle of a robbery at a chemical plant. That's Gotham Gotham chemical plant i'm i'm sure you've heard of gotham chemical uh batman starts making should, quick work.
0: they that. should really they should really beef up security around these chemical plants by the way oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> just like rife like what do they have saloon doors out front like they're just kind of <laughs> in and out you know god well bat starts making quick work of the goons moving who are moving some barrels and then he goes after this shadowy figure running away for his troubles he gets a face full of green gas and as he rounds the corner, the figure is revealed to be Clayface. Batman instinctively throws Clayface into some barrels that explode. Shit, he didn't mean to do that. Now Vandriloquist and Scarface are here. Oh, my God. Slapping the head off of Scarface, Batman then tangos with uh, Galoot's amygdala and rhino. <laughs> Something isn't right. They get the better of Batman and drop him from the building. This is when he figures, I'm dreaming. And he goes, wake up, wake up. And he wakes up just before he hits the ground and he's rounding the corner again, chasing the fat shadowy figure. And this time he sees the Tally Man. <laughs> this skinny bitch is firing on full auto like it's a John Woo movie and a flurry of battle <laughs> rings. Take care of him. By the way, new John movie, Woo movie coming out. Super pumped. <laughs> is it, is it like really? Tally Man. Yeah, yeah. New American one. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm excited. Yeah, oh, I am too. Uh, but I just want the tally man to eat a sandwich. Like, come on, dude! Like, I'm I'm very skinny myself, and like, just, just maybe have more success. But that, but then right after he takes care of the tally man, the corrosive man bursts through the wall, Kool Aid Man style, wanting to get some burning done. And at the same time, some forearm demon who I've never heard of is swinging an axe around, and the axe finds its way down to Batman's head just as he's thinking this might also not be real. <laughs> rounding the corner again he, re- he realizes now he's been drugged all the bullets and axes were hallucinations around the corner is a bevy of bat villains pretty much all the ones that came at him before and some in the shadows and now knowing that this is a dream and his his figures if his mind can create villains it can also create and then bam a sick-ass splash page of a platoon of bat related heroes just messing these bad guys up The fight rages on, as Batman wills it so, to defeat all of the villains in his dream to wake up for real. And wake up he does to some hooded Cobra Commander-looking motherfucker. And is he real or not? (laughs) Bats isn't sure, but he's going to act like it is always ready. (laughs) His name is Necrosis, and yes, he has drugged the heck out of Batman. With ketamine and acetylcholine... Sounds like a club drug. Well, I mean, I know ketamine is, but it does. It
0: does sound like a club drug drug, but
1: but and and also looking at the way this guy is dressed, I bet he can glow stick dance like a fucking champ.
0: Just oh, yeah, you 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 put you put necrosis under a black light. He
1: will light the fuck up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. He will just go to town. And Batman struggles to his feet, ready to give whatever kind of fight he can. But he can't. He's he's too weak and he's still too drugged and too much ketamine, which. I suppose they didn't know as much about back in 1996, but it is a very heavy tranquilizer. <laughs> yeah. And and now that he's prone, one of Necrosis, uh goons asks if he wants him to off Batman because, like, you know, you busted his nose in the fight and everything. And no, no. In true villain fashion, he sprays him with more gas like a cop to a peaceful protester and decides to be on their way so he Jeez. can start his revenge. What a book. <laughs> What a kook. I'm sorry. What a kook. This freaking necrosis character. just, mm, man. And Batman laying in a puddle, zonked out on drugs. Will he ever wake up? Next issue. The Nightmare Man. Would you, would you think of a uh, shadow number 50? I really liked it. I wish that I knew which artist did which
0: pages. Because yeah. A lot of the art was different. Not necessarily different enough for me to be like, that's Norm Fogel, you know? Yeah. And I think it's because there's two inkers on it and the inkers are making things feel similar. And this one colorist over the whole thing, the colors are making it feel similar. And I just wish that it had a little more, I don't know, like artistic flair for each dream sequence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're going to do this special thing, like, Hey, like, like, like they're supposed to be dreams. Let's make them look right. Make well, sure like, they're different. That's why you got these different artists to do. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. If you're going to hire different pencilers, also hire different inkers, also hire different colorists. Like let's make it all feel different, you know, yeah. like total, total different teams. But despite that, I was glad to get, uh, you know, a bunch of different artists like working on this. It was pretty neat. Pretty neat issue. Uh, not only that, but it's like, first of all, first of all, the corrosive man is is fucking great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's in he's corrosive to everything around him, including himself. He's in constant pain, so he bursts yes. through the wall, Kool Aid Man style, and he says, "Quote: It hurts, Batman. Let me show you how it hurts." And it's just,
1: it's just solid comics solid comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's a totally great like kind of like probably call back to like what whatever kind of horror comics they like, could get away with after the code. Y- yeah, y- yeah, you know, yeah. like j- just like just that just that just also makes it such like an existential like uh uh fear. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it makes him right. even like like the censorship of like not making him to be able to be like whatever fucked up sort of EC you know, Monster Man, they could have made him without the code. They were like, right. well, all right, I guess we're going to have to go with um this man who's in constant pain. It's just like, yeah. that, sounds yeah. <laughs> that, sounds <absolutely laughs> that sounds awful. That sounds absolutely awful.
0: Yes. Uh, the other thing was that like giant double page spread of like all the villains that he's fighting and all the heroes fighting them as Batman like conjures up all these heroes to help him. Uh. I thought that was particularly interesting because we're like right on the cusp of the bat family. And other than Robin, there is no bat family here, but it is a packed page. Like, so he's fighting alongside anarchy, Joe public, uh, the one weird French guy that like helped him out. when his spine was broken in nightfall (laughs) when he was like in Europe or whatever. I don't even know what that guy's name is. He appeared for like two issues years ago. At this point, when this yeah. came out, um, the human flea is in there. That guy <laughs> yeah, who I, like I saw owned that. the flea circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who else is in there? There's uh, a Robin character. There's a, a girl that I I can't I don't I don't know who she is. Uh, I I assume like Joe Public and the flea, some like one off hero from like four or five years before this that we just didn't cover or something. So it's just like this absolute, like... Okay, let me just take a step back for a second. (laughs) When you're an artist and you get to draw a double-page spread of Batman fighting his rogues gallery with heroes together, like you know that that double-page spread is going to go for some, some cash to a collector. Like if you're yeah. selling pages, you're like, hell yeah, this thing is gonna be worth a lot by the time I'm finished. It's gonna I'm gonna put a lot of work in, but it's all gonna be worth it. And then no bat family. You're <laughs> like, oh wait, I'm drawing Joe public. Like who wants this? You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe people in nineteen ninety six? People in nineteen ninety six might have wanted it. Yes, that's true. That's true. Or 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 they were hoping. <laughs> yeah there's yeah. no high demand for the flea is all i'm saying
1: i i think I think some of these characters, like Joe Public and like the flea and stuff that like that we've seen in the bat books at this yeah. time that they like very clearly were trying to make like here's this brand new character, and it's such like silver age wonk like like hokiness that like I adore yeah. a lot of that. But to me, it also feels like there's like writers and editors at that time of a certain age being like, we're going to make this cool again. We're going to make this cool again. This is what <laughs> superheroes are going to be like. And it's just like, they're no longer going to be dark. I hate all the dark stuff. The dark stuff is stupid. <laughs> I want a man named Joe Public with a big shield on his chest. And he's going to be blonde <laughs> and muscular. You know? And he's like, going to
0: have... Wrap around sunglasses that make him look like he just got his eyes dilated at the doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's what's cool. It's like, guys, that's what's like, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, OK, man. OK, no, you're 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 trying. You're you're trying. Uh man.
0: So I on a, a pure comic book level, I really enjoyed that double page spread. And then as like thinking about the whole apparatus of like the person being excited to draw this double page spread. And sell this double page spread. I also found it absolutely fucking hilarious.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do do you think? Do you think? Uh, when uh the 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 original was sold, that um because I'm not sure who did which artist did the original uh of the the double page spread. But like, do you think like when they got like the final number of it, they were like, oh, a little more than I would have thought for all those guys. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, Uh... it was. It was really, I was honestly, surp- I was surprised at like how quick it was, you know, like I was yeah. expecting, cause like I saw, I was like, oh yeah, shit, that's right. It's number 50. So it's probably going to be some bigger issue. And like, as I read it and then when I was like writing the the, the recap, I was like, oh, well man, that did go because Cause it's just like a lot of action and just so much like right, right. fighting and action wasn't a whole lot of, of talking, you know?
0: When I was putting together the, um, the Batman summary with Deadman man in it. I was surprised I was like writing the summary and I, I was on page nine of the comic book and dead man had already been like in and out of like three bodies already. And I was just, it was so wet, but it never felt like it was rushed. It was, it never felt, you know, like it it felt like it, it had all the time it needed. It was using all the time and it was just a tight script. Uh, I didn't I didn't mention that before, but it was this, and it was the same thing with this where I was reading it and I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, it's just tight. Like, you know, he fights this guy, then he fights this guy then he he's in a dream and he's slowly figuring it out and then he figures out how to get out of the dream, you know, like with his the yeah. help of the, his allies that he summons. And then and then I was like, oh, shit, now it's over. I just like had a good time all the way through.
1: Yeah, yeah. Both uh, both part ones, you know, like, yeah,
0: yeah good
1: good beginning uh, also i thought it was kind of
0: interesting because and i don't know if this is an effective form of treatment but i know that people are treating uh depression and anxiety with ketamine these mm-hmm. days yeah uh and and like i said not a doctor can't i'm not telling you to go out and get ketamine like let <laughs> make that perfectly clear yeah. however I thought it was funny that they're dosing Batman and it would have been really fucking great if he woke up and he'd be like, I'm actually kind of OK with my parents' death now. Like, yeah. I think I've turned a corner and I, uh, I think I'm just going to pack this up and just uh, get married and try to live a
1: life. Yeah. be Like, shit, I'm a billionaire. Like, I can literally do whatever <laughs> what I want. What am I doing? Yeah. What, yeah. Am, what
0: am I doing? What am I doing fighting necrosis? I can't, <laughs> like a- I can't.
1: I can't I can't believe I didn't make that uh make that connection because <laughs> yeah that's that's freaking great like oh, actually every, everything's good everything's good.
0: We should jump into detective
1: unless you got anything else. No, no, just just one I well, I I do just want to say it one more time. The the cover painting sure. was great. It's just that like at, at at this point after having read so many shadow books with the, the brian's brian Stillfries doing the covers i just kind of like started linking him like the way like like it would be like if someone else other than dave mckean did a sandman cover you know it should be like no, right no, yeah no exactly wait. no it's like i'm sure they would have done great but it's like no this is this is where dave mckean lives <laughs>
0: this is his yeah you definitely you definitely feel brian still absence with uh his lack of covers yeah but the cover is really great. I'm looking yes. forward to more covers. I, I also uh, just real quick. I just realized I didn't mention it. The logo changed to oh, more yeah. of a blocky kind of like uh, Batman 89 style like logo for Shadow of the Bat. And uh, we're about to be hitting where like all the logos kind of change a little bit uh, in the bat, and the mainline bat books, and these were the logos that I was picking up when I was picking up comic books. So we're 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 edging into like, you know, teen Nick Filardi, like <laughs> starting his box at Sarge's and like putting bat books on the pull list. So oh man, I'm stoked I, to get there, man.
1: I can't I can't picture teen Nick Filardi without the uh, the the green army jacket.
0: Yeah, I know. It's impossible. It's Inse- inseparable. <laughs> Should have burned that thing, Jason. Anyway, the, the point is, I, I also have one, one other thing is that uh, I don't know if this was made before or after uh, the episode in the Batman animated series. I don't know. I don't know if you remember this episode. Shit. I'm like unprepared for this anecdote, but I'm going to pow- I'm going to power through because it's podcasting and I don't have to be accurate. There's an episode where um Batgirl gets gassed by the uh scarecrow. And in her worst fears, she's like, she wakes up at the end of the episode like on a on a uh gurney in the in the back cave. They were like, We were worried about you. We're glad you fought it off. What did you see? And what she saw in and the whole episode is this nightmare of like Batgirl dies, right? And then it's revealed that she's you know, Gordon's daughter. And then Gordon's like, Batman's been running rough shot for too long. And it's police versus Batman, which we've seen a million times before. But this time the police like have a severe upper upper hand. Like Batman is not prepared for it. He's grieving Batgirl. Nightwing's like, look, look, we're in the we're in they like take the boat to like some remote cave just to lay low. (laughs) And then like Nightwing's like, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit up my loft in Bloodhaven. Uh, I'm going to be in and out just to get supplies. Like, don't worry about it. And Batman's like, fine, you can go. He gets picked up by the cops. They swarm over his apartment. (laughs) Like, you know, and it's like a total disaster until Gordon, in desperation to get Batman, takes Bane out of prison in order to like have him beat the tar out of Batman. It's such a good episode. Jason's my favorite episode of the entire animated series. It's so good. I wish I I, I could remember... Title offhand, but it uh, there's this great moment where Bane like uh throws Batman into the wall, and then as the debris is crumbling around it around him, Batman grabs the debris in his cape and then like whacks Bane in the head (laughs) with it, basically like a giant hammer. Oh man, it's so good! It's such a great episode, man. Oh shit, the Batman animated series is fucking excellent, and I I love being able to be like with shadow, the bat 50 and this episode, it's like, okay, we're in a dream state. So we can just do anything. Like we can just throw anything at him, uh, which is super
1: fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a, it's a great, yeah. There's just a great little sandbox you can do with it. You just made me think just real quick when you were describing, uh, you know, Batman grabbing the rubble in his cape and then like smashing Mm. Bane in the face. I'm like, It would be so fucking cool just for like a day to hang out on a set of a movie with like the stunt and fight coordinators to watch them like. Maybe it doesn't even have to be on a set, but just. Yeah, but just kind of build out like really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how are we going to do this? And oh, and if the guy comes around like this, like, what? One of my favorite is is uh, um, in John Wick three, I think it is where he kills a man with a horse. Cause he's being uh, chased through New York city and he runs into like some stables and a guy is chasing him. And I'm like, wait, they're not going to kill a horse. Wait, no, is John wick going to. And then like the guy's chasing him and he just like turns a horse <laughs> around, slaps it in the ass. And the horse just kicks his head clean off. Like, <laughs> like hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. That would be so cool. There's just something so satisfying about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Absolutely. Man.
0: That episode of Batman: The Animated Series is real good. I gotta, I gotta look up the name. Oh wait,
1: I think it just came to me. Over the Edge. Ooh. Didn't look it up. That hey. is the title. Hey, there you go. Got there. Your brain, your brain wasn't gonna let you do that. Your brain's like, no, no, no. We got this. We got this.
0: Detective Comics six ninety seven, written by Chuck Dixon, pencils by Graham Nolan, inks by Scott Hanna, colors by Gloria Vasquez. Seps by Android Images, letters by John Costanza, edits by Scott Peterson with associate edits from Darren Vincenzo. It's deadbolt. Two-Face is being transferred to Arkham when everything gets, goes awry because this transfer unit gets hit by another truck. So he's like, oh, yeah, my, my boys come to spring me. But uh, guess what? It's lockup. Oh, geez. He's, he's pulled out of there by lockup. Batman thinks that there is someone new in town, cough, lockup, cough. So he calls in Nightwing as reinforcements to Batman and Robin. Gordon confirms that half a dozen perps have disappeared. Stories of a masked man abducting hoods who, acqu- uh, who got acquitted or early parole. Could be cop talk. Could be real. Meanwhile, lockup throws Two-Face into his makeshift jail. Everyone's locked up for life, including the weed killer guy who's still suffering from allergies. He's got some green guy in there that I think is killer moth killer moth got juiced up during the underworld tie in. And now is an actual giant killer moth instead of a man. Batman tracks down the fall. Oh, oh, and I think it is him because lockups first appearance is Robin 24, which was right before contagion. Yeah. And uh, so he's brand new, he's a brand new character and Robin is trying to fight killer moth and he is losing with a capital L and Lockup basically swoops in and like knocks out killer moth. And like, assuming this is where he is now, he's colored slightly differently. So I was like, is that killer moth? Is that not? He's a little gray in the Robin comic and a little green in this comic. So I don't know, probably killer moth. <laughs> or the monarch. that Robin comics or the Monarch that Robin, <laughs> comic is, is fucking buck wild by the way like it starts with him in like a cocoon on the wall being like
1: uh Batman can you hear me <laughs> you give me a glass of water or something
0: <laughs> when you when you come by can you bring a glass of water and a straw cause I'm upside down <laughs> yeah let me be help, thanks the Mickey Mouse straw would be great yeah. it's in the cave <laughs> second, second drawer
1: on the left it's next to the goofy one that you like so much (laughs) batman tracks the
0: Uh, okay so first appearance lock up lockups locking everybody up (laughs) batman batman track he's he's doing what he's set out to do
1: yeah it's it's it says it on the can you know it's 99 cents (laughs) it says it on the can
0: Batman tracks down the false face gang reasoning that if lockup is going after two face, then black mask benefits. Batman plans on hitting the false facers. That's black masks gang and getting one of them to flip on black mask by exposing that person who flips into police custody. Either lockup will come for them because he's working for black mask or lockup will come because that's what he's doing. He's locking people up who you kind of make deals. Yeah. So he figures win win. Either gets a line on Black Mask or he just tags Lockup. No big deal. Batman manages to get uh the False Facer to roll on Black Mask. It's the dude in the bunny mask. They watch the motel where the police have the bunny in, in protective custody. False Facers make a move. Nightwing and Batman and Robin fight them. Uh, during the fight, Lockup makes his way to the room while. You know, the team is working on the false facers. Bullock tackles him and Montoya pistol whips him and knocks his ass out. They get lockup and cuffs. All's well that ends ends well, right? Except that lockup reminds the cops that he has prisoners, and if they don't let him go, they'll starve to death. And those deaths are on the cops' hands. Jason, mm. what'd you think of Detective Comics 697?
1: Actually, I, I really, I really liked it. I, I really, uh, I didn't think that like I would like. I honestly didn't think I would like the character of Lockup very much, but yeah. like I, I really do because it's like one of those like, if you want, if you want a true, if you want an easy like scary villain, then just make them a true believer in like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We've
0: talked about this before on the pod with
1: yeah. Anarchy, who feels like the
0: opposite end of. Lockup, yeah. Anarchy is an anarchist. Lockup is a fascist, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, and it's like they're both true believers, just on the other end of the spectrum.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, watch out for what what the true believers, you know, because they'll they'll sacrifice anything to a cause, you know. Right. Like it's 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 just a like you you know and 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 in that in that fashion, I was like, oh, now this is actually like interesting. Because here's this like right. insane guy that they caught, and like he's not going to give up anything. So what are they going to yeah. do? And it's like, ooh, what what are they going to do? It's like a great a great little cliffhanger. Like I want to see how yeah. how he's how he's going to get out of it, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: I agree. I also, in general, have a soft spot for Lockup because of his role in No Man's Land when Gotham has the quake. We will get to that way down the road. We're going to get to that eventually. It'll it'll happen eventually uh, on this podcast. We won't get into it now, but uh, Lockup is great in that. And so I was endeared to Lockup. I'm curious if that stuff holds up. In my mind, it's really smart. Yeah. But it could be another one of those situations where it's like, I remembered Bane reading the paper and like, being very smart about getting Batman when really he's just watching like daytime TV for wine moms and I've just completely tuned that out. <laughs> so we'll see if it's smart or if it's dumb. I don't know. Either way it'll be an enjoyable ride.
1: Yeah, that man, that that is always great like revisiting something you just like haven't in such a long time and then you go, "Why did I ever think this was this good?" You know, like <laughs> <laughs> not like bad i guess but like why did i worship this shit oh my god <laughs> like
0: <laughs> i for for full disclosure i do still like nightfall nights quest nights end however i now accept its
1: flaws yeah i now that we've now that we've reread it and reanalyzed it i i still i still like like i'll still re read comic books that i don't even like all that much i hold on to comic books i don't even like all that much and reread them like they're just they're they're still like good stories it's just like there's some uh like you know comics movies music whatever Mm -hmm. it is it's Mm -hmm. just like you you're like oh yeah i used to love it's like oh yeah i used to be 18 (laughs)
0: Yeah, I exactly. I'm like, oh, I was 18 and I didn't understand how the world works and how to yeah. how to like make a character, quote unquote, smart.
1: You yeah. know, well, or or to be a bit more charitable too, that, like, it's just that, like, you're literally a different person, you know? Yeah, like you, you're, you're just literally a different person. So even if like you first encountered it at like 30 and then you read it like when you're when you're 40 or 50, it's like it's going to hit way, way different. And you're going to be like, why did I? Yeah you know, you might still like it a lot or love it still, but like, you'll probably look at it in a way, way different way, you know? So, yeah,
0: I, I actually found, uh, man, I'm, I'm talking about Gilmore girls a lot on this podcast and
1: I'm, I'm so sorry, Jason, cause I know I, you haven't watched Gilmore girls. Have you? No, but I know that there was like Gilmore guys podcast that was like wildly popular. So, you know, let's get some of that shine. I say, keep going.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the thing about Gilmore Girls is it has multi-generational characters. And I found that now that I'm older, when I originally watched it, I was like maybe 20. And I was on Rory's side a lot. Mm. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, all these characters are making terrible choices. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, all of this has gone awry. But it, I was like, maybe, maybe Lorelai's actually like in the right. And then, and then as I got even older, I was like, oh, they're all, they're, I'm on team therapy for yeah. all of these characters now. Yeah. And I mean, it's a drama, well, so it's it's fine. But yeah, it's funny how like changes in perspective, like change how you think of everything.
1: Oh yeah. As you get older. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I mean, all, honestly, it's, it's great. It's like one of like, the, the best parts about it is like, you know, just sort about of about like, getting older. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just, is just discovering again and again how you become like a different person, but like you're, you're not that it. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That, that's for uh, smarter people. One of, the,
0: <laughs> to, one of the things, uh, the, the example that springs to mind is uh high fidelity. Yeah. Um, because I remember being 20 and being like, Top five favorite albums. This guy's great. I love this dude. And then, like, getting a little older, having some uh, real relationships with uh, partners, and then like realizing, like, oh, this guy's terrible. Like, you, this is
1: a cautionary tale. This is not. You're not supposed to idolize this guy. Well, but but the the best part about that that movie and, and book though is that he does learn by the end you know because like yeah, he there, does he does yeah because there were like the shithead kids and his like ex-girlfriend also like tells him what a what a baby he's been you know and yeah like right and he's like oh ooh, oh wait a minute yeah he, he starts yeah, having all yeah, these like, yeah, yeah. realizations so like but but yeah but the thing that does stick around is the like you know y- yeah they're like being like a jerk and like making lists and saying like you know so much right. about a thing and
0: Right. Yeah. And as a as a 20 year old, I was like, this guy's cool. He knows about stuff. Yeah. And, and like as a 30. I think when I watched it last, I was 35 ish. I was like, oh, I never want to be around this person. Like, yeah. 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 You go, Yeah. You go the, like the complete
1: oh. 180. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: man. Yeah. I'm I'm totally there
1: with you, dude. Totally there. OK.
0: So we haven't talked about Batman in like. 4 minutes and I'm starting to break out into hives. Yeah. Can we talk about Batman and Robin Adventures?
1: Yeah, you're breaking out in bat hives. That's impressive. Bat hives. Batman and Robin Adventures issue 7. Ty Templeton is your writer, Rick Burckick is your artist, Linda Medley is your colors, Tim Harkins is your letterer, Darren Vincenzo is your associate editor, and Scott Peterson is your big boy editor. We open in on Van Arnold singing a lullaby to Scarface. This puts our wooden boy right to sleep. And as soon as he's out, Arnold pulls out Sako, another puppet, to have some jolly good fun. And while he's messing around with Socko, we have our boy Riddler in the next cell over. While all of the soft singing was going on, he was building a bomb to best bust out of the joint. And then kaboom! And we have our title, his master's voice. This wakes up Scarface. As Riddler makes his way through the hole he just made, which I liked how he's casually Yeah, just Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it comes out in here. Now that Scarface is up, <laughs> he can see what Arnold is up to. He is having none of it. There's only gonna be one focus for Arnold, and that's Scarface. Scarface thinks Dummy is going to replace him with Sako. Scarface loses his shit and screams at Arnold that, like, no no no, you're only devoted to me. And as punishment, He's gonna murder one of Arnold's family. While Riddler is about to make a getaway with the new window he just made, (laughs) jumping out of it with a parachute made of bedsheets, for all of his effort, what does Riddler get? He gets a face full of puppet, promptly knocked out. Riddler comes to with the doctor, Batman, Robin, and Gordon all looking down on him. I'm sure there's some kind of joke in there. Batman (laughs) does some quick detective work. And strong arms Riddler into telling him what he knows. Yeah, <laughs> detective work, meaning lifting Riddler by his throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what what he knows, if Ventriloquist said anything before, you know, he made like Andy Dufresne. And Riddler lets him know what he knows, which is that he's going to murder someone in Arnold's family. That's it. That's all. He just said someone in Arnold's family. Well, what we know now and that I didn't before this is that Arnold's family is a big time crime family in Go- Gotham. Families of are course. families are weird, y'all. So Fam-
0: Families are weird, <laughs> but also yeah. is there a family that's together in Gotham that is not in organized crime? It's either broken household or organized crime. Those are your two options as a family
1: in Gotham. I I I think they have like a law if there's like more than 2 kids it has to be a crime family it seems like
0: <laughs> yeah now yeah that,
1: now that you're bringing it up so the best batmobile ever invented zooms its way to the main mansion of arnold's family when they arrive the gate is open whoa they move past some already knocked out goons/guards and rush into the house gunshots are already ringing out this is some sort of gangsters paradise they've stumbled into a- <laughs> A beautiful goon is stalking about with a Tommy gun, runs into Batman and Robin who are just trying to help, but he's a goon. So the first thing he does is spray them with some bullets. He don't want no help from them. (laughs) Walking down the stairs, the goon gets yanked down by his tie uh, by Batman. who's telling the mook that he's here to help. And he's like, Hey, listen, you know, I'm one of Arnold's cousins. He's, Not telling Batman anything. They solve their own problems, which, hey, good for you. You know, good for taking responsibility for your life. But it's always okay to ask for help if you need it, I think, anyway. You know? (laughs) It's true. That's true. Yeah. As Bats is trying to get some info out of this goon to, you know, save his goon-ass life, they get washed in a hail of bullets from Scarface. Arnold is so upset right now, but he can't stop Scarface once he gets going. The bullets continue to fly. The goon is hit. I repeat, the goon is hit. Just, you know, got winged though, so it's all right. He'll be fine. Batman attempts to help him, but this idiot decides to elbow him in the jaw, at which point Batman's had enough and just knocks him the fuck out with a gasp from a pill and then ties a tourniquet on the leg that was shot. <laughs> which I just, I have had enough. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. We
0: spent, we spent a lot of time with this goon, and I kind of loved it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. Then him and Robin jump into action, going after Scarface slash Arnold. Ventriloquist's other family are up and armed now, searching around the house for him, while him and Scarface continue to search for someone to kill to teach Dummy a lesson. After Scarface remembers that his mom is the only person he ever cared about, he starts heading to her room, Arnold is getting more upset He doesn't want his boss to hurt his mom, which like, yeah, dick move, man. Like, don't hurt people's moms. Like, you know, (laughs) they stalk into a dark room, gun at the ready. Batman and Robin are busy with the new goons they've ran into. And they're just trying to save these idiots, the freaking dumbass criminals. And just as they finish mopping up the mooks, they hear gunshots from upstairs. Rushing up the stairs, Batman kicks the freaking door in and finds ventriloquist. Arnold on his knees with tears in his eyes and a smoking gun. He tells Batman that it's over, and he asks about his mom. She's dead. She was killed taking a bullet that was meant for his father. He was never supposed to join the life, and he made a promise to her that he wouldn't. He got upset with Scarface, grabbed the gun, and shot him in the head. <laughs> Which, you know, being attached to his hand may not have been the wisest move. But, you know, hey, give the dude a break. He's He's got some problems. It's, it's all right. As Batman starts to drag him away to get him the medical attention he needs, he flips out, grasping for what's left of Scarface, cradling his remains in his hands as he says, he's all I have left. Frickin' brutal, man. (laughs) The end.
0: Every Scarface story is uh, uh a... Real rough one. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it, it ju- always ends on a downer. Always.
1: Yeah. Because it's well, because it just gets it's just so silly. Yeah. What did you what did you think about? Oh, I I, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. The one thing that I do want to say is
0: that uh when Batman gets into the room and he's like, oh, my my mother's dead. He doesn't mean that like Scarface shot her in that room. Yeah, he's she's she was long dead. You were saying he she took a bullet for her husband in a gang war or yeah, shootout or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he had a he had a photo and that was the only thing he had left of his mother who he loved and decided to not be in the life because of her like huge hugely important to him and Scarface destroyed the photo and so he's like oh yeah scarface is all i got left now.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. Gut wrenching. Yeah, just gut wrenching. Yeah, and the and the big shadow that was cast as he's holding the smoking mm-hmm. mo- remains it's like oh man yeah this brutal yeah every, yeah. every ventriloquist yeah. Story, because it's like it's so it seems so goofy that here's this like mm-hmm. quote-unquote crazy guy who with with a puppet who thinks he's a gangster and like you know and the crazy <laughs> yeah. guy never yeah. breaks and like he's always just the dummy and you know and then right. it's just like no, he has a serious problem. And he has a serious problem. <laughs> and, he does, and he doesn't want to do this, and it is destroying his life over and over again. <laughs> like, Jesus, Batman. Yeah. Ooh. Oof. My God. Yeah, really loved
0: the the goon, like, not taking Batman's help at any point,
1: even when they're being sprayed by bullets. He's <laughs> like, leave me the fuck alone. Oh. That was really fantastic. Oh, I, I was going to say, and and just like the goons, like as like the drawings of them were just. Just like, oh, not nah, just great. Chef, chef's kiss, like. I'm like oh, yeah, like there's there's my beautiful goons. There's my beautiful goons. Haven't had haven't had good
0: goons in a while. Yeah, yeah. I also really loved there's a couple of moments where the art was particularly great, where uh Batman and Robin hear gunshots upstairs and Batman rushes up the stairs and there's a giant silhouette of Batman cast on the wall as he's going up the stairs. It like created such drama and intensity for the scene, like really great choice. And then uh, who's, who's coloring this? Pamela Rambo? No, Linda Medley. Linda Medley. Yeah. There's a full page of Batman and Robin just like, trying to fight through these goons and it's all in reds yeah yeah, red white and orange and uh it's it's like it's one of those things like when you see it you're like oh this didn't take her any time at all but like she's thinking about it so much that so much so that like it's just perfect like it works so well for the scene it works so well for the story it's like it may have been simple to execute but like you have to clock a certain amount of hours in the chair to even make this leap of logic. For like, I'm going to do this with this scene. You know, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. It's like it's like a it's like film editing a lot, or or like a good rhythm yeah, section. Right. Like I, I usually say, like a good rhythm section in a band will be like one that you don't notice, but like you notice that the song is just good and like yeah, you know, meaty. You know, and you're not like if you yeah. don't. Yeah, you know, but if you kind of know and listen, or listen or look like a little, you're like, "Oh, it's that right. bass. Oh, that baseline. Holy yeah. shit, that baseline like, is holding everything up." Like, yeah, there's the pro. You know,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, I will say one one small small gripe, and and this is so small because have I talked to you about uh, drawings of people kicking doors down before? <sighs>
1: I can't. No, I can't, can't remember, remember if I brought it up to this yeah.
0: podcast. Okay, it never works well. <laughs> it is so difficult to draw, Jason. It, it uh, and like it sounds sounds like I'm talking crazy. It sounds like like oh, just kick down the door. Like, but there's no way to make this drawing work. I have seen I have seen very very few. A lot of people attempt it. I've seen very very few good drawings of somebody kicking down a door. The drawing of Batman kicking down this door, he's like leaning back. The kick is going through the door and then his other leg is on his tiptoe. It's very strange. <laughs> and the only reason that I even noticed, because like really you, you look at the panel and there's such momentum in the story that like you barely spend any time in this panel where he's kicking down the door because you want to get to where he's going. Yeah. You know, so you really just look at Batman foot door and you're into the next panel. But I lingered. <laughs> and the reason I lingered is because I've drawn this panel before. Not this exact panel, but yeah—but like of somebody kicking in a door. And now I am hyper aware of like, it is goofy every single time. It never looks cool. You think it's going to look cool. The writer thinks Batman kicks down the door. This is going to be cool. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. It's yeah. never cool. It's, yeah. It never works in comics. Y- and I think part of it is because... You need a lot of motion for the door kicking and the exploding it. And even when you draw the door off the hinges, it's still standing there in static space. You know, it's it's just very, very hard to draw.
1: Yeah, I guess now that I think about it, like, yeah, because it's, it's super hard to get the, the impact that you want of kick of the phrase of like kicking a door in or what you imagine, like kicking a door and you right. want that big oomph. But like when I think about it of like some like scenes from from comics that like where kicking in a door, quote unquote, kind of works is that it's not ever you don't ever see the person doing it. You might just see a door and then it gets blown off, you know, or like, you know, like, forced right, right. like at you. So it's just the door. It's not the person in in the pose, you know, or
0: you see the wind up and then the doors off the hinges. You never see the actual kick. And and that's the thing is when when someone draws the kick,
1: it's always the goofiest fucking drawing you've ever seen. It's, this, 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 is such a, this is such a great like, bit of like, comic book art minutiae. You know? Yeah, it's ex-
0: <laughs> we are extremely in the weeds, but oh, I no, just wanted to great. point it out because, because I saw a door get kicked in and I was like, ah.
1: <laughs> it looks goofy. They made they made it goofy because you can't make it look good. If you find one, you're going to you're going to buy the original art of it.
0: <laughs> if I find one of somebody kicking down the door and, and it doesn't look bad, I'm going to to swipe that panel until I'm fucking dead, Jason. <laughs> it's over and over unapologetically. And, over and if if Wizard Magazine comes after me, I, I am going to be like, look, here's the situation. <laughs>
1: Like, you don't understand. You should just find us if if you find one and then you swipe it just in every panel when like, you use it to swipe, you should just write somewhere, you know why I did this. <laughs> <laughs> we all know why we're here. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Let's all be honest with ourselves here.
0: Uh, but yeah, I loved the issue. The um, emotional beat at the end was very well executed. You mm-hmm. really felt for the ventriloquist uh all the art and it was really great the lead up was really great um the riddler getting knocked out by a puppet was fantastic that like would... just pitch perfect
1: yeah i just i just love a, um i always love a story like and i think they do this quite a bit in in like the, the batman like adventure books where um you know there's one villain that's introducing another villain and that other that first villain is just He's only there for two pages, and he's getting screwed somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Which I just like. Yeah, Riddler thinks he's getting out, and he blew a hole in the wall. But nope. (laughs) Sorry, buddy, this isn't your issue.
0: You want the (laughs) stinger for the next issue? Yeah, I do. Poison Ivy's got a new partner, Robin, the Boy Wonder, and neither Harley Quinn nor Batman is very happy about it. Oh, this is all—all in Batman and Robin Adventures number eight. Harley and Ivy. And Robin, question mark, written by Paul Dini, Ty Templeton uh, with art by Rick Burchett.
1: Oh, man. That sounds like a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I I have high hopes for this issue. This issue actually, too, because I've been collecting these issues. uh, Kind of commands a higher price point, and I think it might be like a minor key because it might be like, Harley's third appearance ever in comics or whatever—it yeah. doesn't command like the insane price point of Harley's first appearance. Yeah, or but like it still Matt is Love, like, like like original. Yeah, like first but it's still movie. like kind of bumped a, a little higher than average for the like, the rest of these books. Yeah, um yeah. So I'm excited to get into it. I actually don't own that one physically. Looking for that one. <laughs> You're on the hunt. You're in the hunt. Man, I wanted to go to the comic shop today and I didn't make it. I'm going to go this week, though. Anyway, Jason. Nick. We got to get down to brass tacks.
1: Best book of the month. What is it? You know I love me some Kelly Jones, but it's going to have to be Batman Adventures, Batman and Robin Adventures for me. I mean, I love... I will burn this podcast down. Fuck that shit. It is Kelly Jones. I love Kelly Jones, and I love Kelly Jones and Dead Man. I have, you know... The, the the dead man collection of kelly jones but there's there's just mm-hmm. something about ventriloquist stories that like that yeah. just like hit me every time and i think the thing too that like i love about ventriloquist stories is that like because he's never been the most popular but also not the most hated like you get just enough of it you know it's not like oh here's the- yeah yeah that's a good yeah because i think like the emotional impact of like like we were just talking about would be like way less if he was like had as many like it appeared as much as like the joker or something you know that, that then sure. it would just be like oh fine you know yeah all right yeah man yeah okay i get it yeah you have a tr- mm-hmm. yeah but i i think like that just like i don't know it just did it and i got and i got i got some lovely goons too you know this issue feels like it was built for you to be yeah, fair yeah and and i do like i don't know like i, I love I love the sad ending too, because I just love, I love sad stuff, you know. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm kind, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. half a goth kid, you know. Blame, yeah. blame Lydia Dietz, you know. Yeah,
0: I yeah. get it.
1: I get it. But yeah, it's, it's a, uh, for me, for me though, it's, it's Kelly Jones all yeah. the way.
0: It's a, uh, Batman five thirty. I'm gonna see, uh, when I hit that comic shop, I'm gonna see if I can track down the Dead Man connection in Physical, because, uh. These issues are great. And uh it's it's classic Kelly Jones. Uh the other thing is I think that opening panel, that opening splash where Batman is like camping the pawn pawn shop where the fence is, where the guys are like fencing the stolen yeah. stuff. Like Kelly Jones just draws the hell out of like opening panels of Batman lurking around Gotham. And this one I think is maybe one of his best. And so I'm like. I'm like, man, I just, I love that Batman adventures issue,
1: the Batman and Robin yeah. adventures, but I got to give it up. I got to give it up to Kelly I, Jones. I, I just, I just feel as though to, you know, it's kind of like sometimes uh, in, in like uh, the, the NBA or NFL, there's this thing called MVP fatigue where like, there's usually like one or two guys you could probably give it to every single year. But like, you know, there are (laughs) other guys that have great years too. And you're like, and, and so like, they're just like, I'm not voting for you again, man. You just got it twice. Like it's time for someone else's turn. So there's part of that too, where it's just like, I could, you know, it's Kelly Jones drawing it and, you know, and Alan Grant writing like a great, like it's, you know, I don't want to like, you know, not just mention everyone else on, on the creative team. Doug Doug Munch. Munch. Doug Munch. Munch. I'm sorry. Doug Munch is on that. Yeah. Um, But like every everyone on the creative team, you know, as well who who, who oh, make yeah. that book. But like, but yeah, but it's it's just like I don't know. I think I could probably pick it every time <laughs> if I really wanted to, and like and yeah, have a pretty right. pretty sure. easy argument. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just like, yeah, the ventriloquist story, like you said, it just it just it like kind of hit me like just just enough.
0: Yeah, the vent like enough. I said, ventriloquist story felt like it was built for yeah. you. Yeah. Um. That I I also just wanted to to make a comment of like, I know that you were saying, you know, we MVP Kelly Jones like every single time, but like we also in the history of this podcast have not really leaned into the mainstream Batman stuff that much. Hmm. Like it's usually like the podcast started out as like a Batman adventures podcast, you know? Yeah. And like, we've gradually kind of given everything equal time. Um, but rarely does does batman adventures uh not eclipse everything else going on with batman on the stage. yeah sure but i and and i feel like you know and not even every kelly jones issue does like they some will hit for me like pretty well and some won't but like this one was just so like up and down kelly jo- kelly jones's wheelhouse interesting uh kind of setup i just like I, I don't know. Something about this one felt special.
1: Yeah, it did it did have a great um a great spooky like well and like is it's Batman being a detective. It's all this like dark, like yep. spooky stuff. It's also like maybe some great it's always funny because like Batman does get into a lot of like spooky and like occult things, but like he says he hates it and he's bad at it, and it's just like this happens to you a lot, though, man. It seems like
0: <laughs> you really got to start getting into magic, <laughs> yeah, my dude. Like, just, just have an
1: annual like once a month meet up with Dr. Fate, like just buy him a dinner and just, you know, Pick his brain. Just get some... yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, 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 you do better for it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Jason,
1: Nick, where can people find you? People can find me uh, on Twitter at King of Black Acid and at World's Second Finest. That's World's Second with the two. Uh, I'm getting, I'm, we're back. We're back. I'm, we're I'm back. back on the. We're <laughs>
0: back. Back we're, on our we're, bullshit. We're
1: back. I, yeah, back on our bullshit. I couldn't, the the, the song stuff is over. I, I had a fun run with that. Yeah, it might it might pop back up if I have a good idea for it. But you can you can find us, you can find us there, and uh, maybe if we can ever figure out Blue Sky or any other kind of like
0: yeah, once Blue Sky note, opens up to letting one email address have multiple accounts, I'll open one there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they can find you on your Linktree. Yeah, Linktree.com and,
0: slash nick phil.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, that Discord that I. That I honestly keep on keep on meaning to hang out in, but I. You just, should uh, hang
0: out in the Discord, man. I was just posting about two thousand AD having a big sale on stuff, and I'm like, gotta get me some Judge Dredd case files.
1: I got to pop into that Discord. I'll pop. Yeah, pop Discord.
0: into that Discord. Also, if you enjoy the show, tell a friend about the show. We, yeah. we're, we're we're growing, but it's 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 a slow growth in the beginning. So any any help would be great. Yeah.
1: But, you know, but hey, and you know what? Like we were just saying, I enjoy the show. Nick enjoys the show. So, you know, and yeah. some people will enjoy
0: it. <laughs> some <laughs> devious idiots will enjoy this show too, yeah. just like us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. our kind of people. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.